Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 62. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I'm kind of talking in a weird voice. I'm the creator of Bear Fruit, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jimbo Jones Tetris. Jimbo Jones. <laughs> Jimbo Slice. Oh, Jimbo Slice. Jimbo AKA Slice. Jimbo Slice. Okay, there we All go. Right. Hey, look, I appreciate that intro. That sounded good. That was cinematic. Yes. That was cinematic. Uh, I like that. Coming soon on Comic Book Junto. <laughs> yeah, episode 62. Yeah, that's Adam, good. Jimbo Jambone. Uh, yeah. Jimbo Slice. Okay. Tetris. All right, good. I was thinking today, almost wild out and, oh. and suggested to you okay. a J name. Really? I almost did that. Really? And then I thought, you know what? I'm not going to mess with his art. I'm not going to. T- I'm not going to influence. <laughs> Who I'm not knows? Going to tell him how the J names come about. Yeah, no one knows. Ain't nobody knows. Yeah. How you doing, sir? I'm all right. Yeah. I'm out here. Mm-hmm. I'm living my life. It is in fact golden. Ah. You know. Yeah. Good. Good. So good. you know things. Things are going along. Uh huh. I got a bit of news here. Just want. I just want to uh, put this out here. Mm-hmm. Internet famous right now. Oh. Yeah. Internet famous right now. Obviously, uh, comic book Junto, internet famous. You know, we have that fame. We got that. The got millions th- and millions. That's right. We got of that. listeners around the world. Yeah. Yeah. We got that Wi Fi money. Ooh. is what we got. But, okay. But I finished my Man Thing tattoo ah, over the weekend. I'm looking at it. It's all, it's all finished up. Looks it's, dope. it's colored in. Mm-hmm. I reached out to the, the original artist, a guy named John Douglas. Mm-hmm. He runs a blog. Yeah. John Douglas Art. Dot com. Tell him about it. And he, he put a photo of my tattoo up on his website. And he said uh, he would not name me to protect the guilty. <laughs> and he says, uh, this guy emails me, says he was going to get a tattoo of my man thing, unwanted Valentine. Wait a minute. And he what? wanted my blessing. So it was pretty much confirmed he had lost his mind. <laughs> John Douglas, you are correct, sir. I still want to thank you for your artwork. And thanks for putting me up on that blog, man. Thanks for that Wi-Fi money. Wow. You know, I appreciate that. You are making your rounds. Yeah. Look you know, at me. you in Thailand. Look at me. You on blogs. Look at me. You you in comic books. Uh-huh. On the internet. Oh man. They got they got gifts of you right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That. I Adam Jean Claude Van Tetteris. That's right. Gucci main thing out here. Yeah. You know, you, you know where you can find me at. You can find me dancing around on Twitter, I guess. Exactly. That looked good. That's a good look. There it me. is. Yeah, I appreciate that. To say hello, I just want to toot my own horn there. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I got my my favorite dude, my favorite uh, 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 comic book character mm-hmm. is permanently a part of me now. So I'm waiting on you, man. When you getting Batman? Oh, I don't know that that's gonna happen. Where's he at? I don't know that, that get wings out the back. I don't think that's gonna happen. No. Yeah, I, I, I can't tell you that I'm gonna get a tattoo of Batman on my body. Gucci Mane like style on your face you get the cowl on your face that sounds like a horrible idea i have a beard so it's like i have an upside down cowl okay so i got something covering the bottom my chin where you know and the top is free Uh whereas batman has it the other way around i had to be different but you know what i'm saying i gotta take a different angle yeah i'm just saying I'm, i'm you know show me your commitment to Batman? That's right. I ain't committed to Batman enough to put it <laughs> on my body. So okay. I just might not be that kind of fan. Oh, that's valid. That's yeah. totally valid. All right. Episode 62. Let's start off the news. And every day you can't start off on a positive note. No. Sometimes things happen that we're not excited about. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're starting off talking about the fact that Bill Paxton has passed away at age 61. Rest in peace, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember the first time I ever saw Aliens. Yes. And for... 
weeks, months, years. I still say it. Game over, man. Game over, man. <laughs> Bill Paxton like made an indelible mark on me. Uh, everything he was in, the Terminator, uh, uh, Twister, Apollo 13, mm-hmm. True Lies, Aliens. I mean, he was the man. I yeah. loved Bill Paxton. And it's, uh, it's a bummer. It was a complication during surgery as well. So that's something that's particularly difficult. You, you think you're on your way. To, to getting good and mm-hmm. something goes wrong and you lost him. So, yeah. hey, he made a mark. He was prolific. Bill Paxton was prolific. This dude, I, I read online, this dude was killed by the Predator, Aliens, and Terminator. So, you know, he made it. Wow. <laughs> he made He's it. He's had many lives. Yes, he has. Yeah. So rest in peace, rest in power. Uh, condolences to the family. Sorry to hear about the passing. We mm-hmm. appreciate the contribution you've given to us in geek culture. So, yeah. <clears throat> it's unfortunate to start out start out with sad things. But, you know, when we have heroes fall, you just want to shout them out. Luke. Yeah. Especially and, here on Comic Book Junto. Yeah. And it's sad because, you know, not only not only that, but another person has passed away. You know, last week, Remy Ma killed Nicki Minaj. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah, okay. So, rest in power. Yeah, sure. Sure. To, I heard, uh, uh, did the autopsy report come back yet? Um, not yet. Okay. We're still waiting to find out. There's a lot of information that's mm. about seven minutes worth of information that's been shared. Do me a um, fa- Can you do me a favor? Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so as a person who has listened, <laughs> as a, that's the autopsy report I'm asking for. As a person who has listened. I was trying to, to tell you. I listen to Sheether. I listen to, to Make Love. Uh-huh. I've listened to the original Ether. Nah, <laughs> you had to go back. And do I went your all the way back. I listened to Takeover. <laughs> Jay Z. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> like, what am I missing here? Well, I'm, I'm like looking. And I got math formulas. Like, wait a second, <laughs> moving around. I look for the Constitution. I yeah. flipped around the Declaration of Independence. I'm it's in here somewhere. Everything. So you don't know what's going on. Well, I'm, I, I need a, I need a catch up. So basically, what had happened was, what had happened was, <laughs> Remy Ma has been locked up. Yes. You know, she has some sort of alleged situation that got her locked up. We don't need to talk about the past because I don't need her coming for me. Free, free okay. Ma, All right. Free Meek. You know yeah. what I mean? So whatever her situation is, but she's out now. She's doing her thing. She's got All the Way Up. She's got the album with Fat Joe. You know, she's got Money Shower. She's got all... I mean, she's she's making moves. She's doing her thing. Mm. And there's always been this kind of like rumored talk because at the end of the day, Part of geek culture is superheroes fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, who would win in a fight? And we talk about on Combo Jones, so how there's that connection between hip-hop and geek culture. You know, the AKAs, Wu-Tang, talking about kung fu and martial arts. And, you know, yeah. everybody has this alter ego. And, you know, one of the things that happen in geek culture is that people fight. And it's very similar in a rap battle. And, man, there's always this kind of, like, underlying subliminal, like, questioning, like, is Nicki Minaj talking about Remy? Mm-hmm. Was Remy talking about Nicki Minaj right mm-hmm. there? Like, who is is was that towards her? What, what did, when she said that, did she mean that? So ultimately, what had happened was there was something that sounded very clear that Nicki was coming at Remy, and Remy came back with a seven minute, seven minute like she went the, the most disrespectful thing yes. I've heard in Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> in a long time <laughs> like that you know black history Month, we had a lot of victories no no it was not the most disrespectful but, you the, know the 45 reading remarks. okay yeah yeah 45 uh-huh. 45 out here doing some stuff but i mean somehow you know i i i didn't like i think the whole internet was like <laughs> whoa wow you just told like that like that was really like 
I mean, that was a really disrespectful beef. And yeah. I think we're all looking at our watches going, so Nikki, you you just you're not gonna not gonna say nothing? Or? Is this is what is this? Is this a <laughs> what what is this? Is this a byproduct of Nikki having spent a lot of time with Meek Mill, who's just used to being in a beef at all times? I don't know. My understanding is Remy Ma and Nikki go like this beef goes back. Well, like they, back. well, uh, apparently they, you know, knew about each other. You know, like everybody knows about Remy Ma. If you know about hip hop, if you know about women in hip hop, mm. you know, and they know about Nicki Minaj. And for a long time, Nicki Minaj has just represented like you're, there's really no competition, truly. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a whole lot of people who are really competing for the role that Nicki Minaj plays in the culture. Sure. So, Remy Ma coming out of jail is the first person in a long time who's actually competing for that that spot of like I'm a better rapper or lyricist than you. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Of course, that doesn't mean there are no women who are rapping, but as far as like that's what's floating to the top. It's been Nicki Minaj. Didn't Azalea Banks come at Nicki Minaj? Nah, Azalea Banks. Back with 212? Ain't nowhere near. I know, but I re- if I recall, 212, I mean, that was that was a diss track in some parts. Who knows? Uh-huh. Azalea Banks doing all kinds of stuff that yes, I cannot account for. doing all kinds <laughs> of you know, stuff. I yeah. can't account for. I'm not even going to try to explain it because I don't she's know the like, answer. She's like Maximus the Mad. She's she, like, she, she, I don't know. You are... Wow, you got it. You got it. Okay. <laughs> Live your life. Like, do your thing. Don't, don't turn you know? toward me. Don't look at me like that. Yeah, don't do that. Uh huh. Yeah, but so okay. that's what's going on in. Uh, but so enough. You know, enough of the uh, negative stuff. Let's talk about some positive. Hip hop civil war is taking. Place. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about some positive stuff. Um, the Oscars. So yeah. the Oscars. There's a lot of dope things that went on. Um, Viola won mm-hmm. for best supporting actress. Mm-hmm. Mahershala one for best supporting actor that man is a, he's awesome if you have you if you haven't seen fences yeah you will see that viola earned that yeah if you have if if you haven't seen moonlight go see it you will see that mahershala earned that mm-hmm. like these are really excellent amazing movies in my opinion denzel should have won best actor because mm-hmm. he acted his behind off in that thing um and what also happened is that moonlight won best picture after a whole bunch of shenanigans. Yeah. How'd you feel about that as it was going down? I mean... Well, did you tune in? Did you watch well, it Well, actually, what happened was when they didn't win, I turned it off. Mm, wow. And then Twitter, Twitter was like, wait, what? I'm like, wait, what? What? What's ha- what? What happened? What's happening? What's going on? What? And I go back on Twitter and I'm like, what? We won? They won? Well, how? Wait, and so now I'm looking for the clip and you know Twitter gonna come with the clip quick. Mm-hmm. So then I see that there's this huge mix-up and it's like, how does this happen? You've been this is the 89th time you've done this. Yeah. How is this possible that you're mixing up whose envelope is what? And Warren Beatty got the wrong envelope and he wasn't sure, so he handed it off. Was it Susan Sarandon? <laughs> Susan Sarandon? Faye Dunaway? Faye Dunaway? I don't yeah. know who it was. Honestly, I'm gonna keep it real with you. I just said the first <laughs> name that came to my mind. That's Faye good. Dunaway. Helen Mirren was up there. So I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know what her name was. I'm not gonna lie to you. But he, but I thought it was Gwen fun- Close took the envelope. I thought it was funny that Warren Beatty was like, you know what? Go ahead and you read it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you go ahead and take care of that. Yeah. But um I was excited that they won because I thought that movie was amazing. I yeah. was a little weird about the fact that, and I knew this was gonna happen now. The story is going to be how La La Land was announced and how Moonlight won. So now Moonlight has to share this moment. 
instead of the moment being about moonlight. Yes. And the a prevailing sentiment from friends of mine has been, I feel so bad for moonlight for the production team for the cast for everyone behind that movie because their their triumph their clean triumph was robbed their moment where they got called up and they celebrated in the audience and they came down and they celebrated together their moment was robbed from them and then i read a few words from a friend of mine a very prolific writer uh, and and a dear friend a playwright here in Philadelphia his name is R Eric Thomas he writes for L magazine and R Eric Thomas he put together this just this beautiful sentiment this collection of of thoughts on behalf of what happened here and R Eric Thomas is a uh, uh, a black man. So mm-hmm. he had, you know, he had a, a perspective that I don't have. He mm-hmm. has a perspective that uh, you have a perspective that I don't have mm-hmm. on, on that. Yeah. And he says, sometimes it takes the thing that has never happened to make the thing that should have always been possible. Like, what does that mean? The idea that everybody had to feel that loss right then. And then the surprise from behind made it more tremendous, more memorable. Like it was, it was this burst of energy and it was this, he had this long piece and he shared it in L magazine and he's, Hmm. he's the dude. He can say things that I, I wish is the gist, is the gist that moonlight's win was bigger. Like, I don't understand what, what is he saying? I think he was just saying it was this, it was, it was, in, well, first of all, as soon as he saw that moonlight wand from behind, he, he tweeted, uh, uh, in all caps, is this reparations, hmm. <laughs> which I thought was pretty good. But then he had this, uh, this whole, like th- this, this whole collection of his thoughts and how it wasn't a bad thing. And it, it, he didn't feel like it was robbed. It turned out to be a more special moment because it was this anomaly that all of us would feel. And I don't know, it was I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting. The idea being that the 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 win came immediately after a loss. They felt the loss, and then the win came after that. And I was like, okay, I'll take a positive aspect. The silver lining here being, and I hope the important part of this is, Moonlight was incredible, and it earned that award. I'm struggling with that. I'm going to send you the link. You read it. Uh, yeah, I'm struggling with that because I don't want a silver lining on stuff I'm supposed to have. I want I want the thing. How you mean? Um, you earned this. Yeah. You won. And sure, we screwed up your thing, but the silver lining is Well, I mean they won. You no 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 no. What I'm saying is I'm the gold medalist. Mm-hmm. I beat everybody. Yeah. And you ruined my moment. Yeah. But the silver lining is what? I'm supposed to be like happy because like you messed up the thing I earned and at least I got it at the end. I'm supposed to like thank you for that. No, you screwed up my moment. Like I don't think it's about like thank you for messing it up. I think it's more of like how, you know, how do you keep your head up on that? How do you, how do you stay positive on that? I'm not talking but that's not that's not what I'm hearing. I'm not hearing how do you stay keep your head up. I'm hearing it was better because. I'm like no it wasn't. It's not better because the fact that like Barry Jenkins is sharing the cover of Vanity Fair Word. with the guy who lost is yeah. not is that's not better. The fact that all of the instead of Moonlight won mm-hmm. and Moonlight's amazing, mm-hmm. go see Moonlight. The story is now 
oh man, the 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 blunder, the Warren Beatty, and uh, what's the lady's name? I don't remember. <laughs> Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway and Jimmy Kimmel. It was and spoiled. Eighty nine, and and oh man, when yeah. the focus should be, how good is this movie? It was how spoiled. amazing is Barry Jenkins? How amazing are the like that's what that's what this should be about. And as a black man. There is a point where I feel like when people give you lemons, it's like, no, I don't like stop. Like you screwed up the thing that they earned. So stop trying to like minimize what you did Mm -hmm. by saying the silver lining is we shouldn't be talking about silver lining. Mm -hmm. We should be talking about what I earned. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, well, word. Absolutely. The the reality is, is it went down like it went down, which was wrong mm -hmm. and messy. Yeah. So now what? Well, no, no, no. But see, but see, like what I'm saying, what I'm saying is from being on the side of it where I'm standing, mm-hmm. that's too fast. Well, too fast. So now what? And hold, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't, don't rush me. You know what I'm saying? Don't rush me to now what? Mm-hmm. Let's deal with the fact that this has been happening for years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like people of color not getting what they deserve. And even when you get what you deserve, it's somehow kind of, kind of like sort of spoiled, but silver lining is, and it's like, that's the problem. Yeah. That this rushing to like forgive and make it okay and normalize it. Like Mm -hmm. it's not okay. It's not normal. Barry Jenkins should be on this cover by himself. Sure. The story should be about those people who put that movie on. I shouldn't see photos of the white bald producer going moonlight. I want to like, why is that the photo I'm seeing? Why is that the narrative? Yeah. So, so now what is, so now what is we should be talking about why y'all jacked this up? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, we shouldn't be talking about that, but I guess that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm I feel like it's kind of being like, it's all good. You well, know, let me it's ask okay. You this. Do you think it was more than just a mistake that they read the wrong envelope? Oh, I don't know the answer to that. And I can't even begin to like speculate. Like mm-hmm. I have to be honest and say, I don't know. Um, I will say that there's a part of me that if I found out it wasn't a mistake, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I see. You know yeah. what I mean? But sure. I can't spend a whole lot of time on that. I say, I, I can say though that it's frustrating. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it seems a little more acceptable in this situ- in this situation and more understandable with these black people sure you know in their black excellence it's kind of like acceptable to like spoil it yeah and like dim their shine hmm. like y- y- do you think that it had this happen the other way when damien chazelle be sharing the cover with barry uh, jenkins can you even imagine how awful it would be the other way if you had the cast of Moonlight come up on stage, the kids mm. who who were in that movie, yeah, accepting the award, the moment, and then they turn around and be like, "Ooh, actually, sorry, yeah, let me get that back from you." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't even want to think about that. Yeah, so I guess to 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 sum it up, there is just in my mind, there's a level of frustration that. This has happened. What I'm hearing is cool, but this sucks. Yeah. Like, you right. know, it's like, it's like getting hit by a car and someone going, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Praise God you're alive. Whoa, whoa, we're not at praise God we're alive yet. I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not at, yes, yes, I agree. But 
I'm not there yet. Give me time. You know what I mean? Like you sure. got to give me, you got to acknowledge that you hit me. You sure. know what I'm saying? It's like, but isn't, isn't God good that yes, I agree, but it's, I feel like you're kind of diverting from the fact that you hit me with a car here. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and that's hard for me. You got to kind of like, give me a moment to like, and I may never be okay with the fact that you hit me with a car. You know what sure. I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. So, and I think that's a real piece to kind of work through. Yeah. But, the the I think the thing is I think I will say that producer from La La Land who was up there and was like look Moonlight one you come up seriously not a joke and Warren Beatty's up there <laughs> like he snatched the card out of his hand and so Jimmy Kimmel's up there cracking jokes and he's yo, like stop no come on like let's let's fix this apparently Warren Beatty I mean Warren Beatty straight up said like he put Faye Dunaway under the bus he said it was not my fault Faye Dunaway told me to read the name. Because you can listen to that you, back, you, and, and then Warren when you watch it, stops. He yeah. stops speaking because I'm sure he's looking at a name, and he's like, "Wait, yeah." This he said that who was the actress who won Best Actress? Emma Stone. He said he saw Emma Stone's name and 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 um and um La La Land. Yeah, and I and because I get where where Warren Beatty's coming from. He's like, I know this card is wrong. Yeah, because we've already given this award out. Yeah, so and he's looking can, at you it. You can hear Faye Dunaway in the back. She's like, "Oh, come on, you're the worst." Oh, stop La La it. Land. And, like, and, oh. and so I, I get, I get where Warren's coming from. He's like, "The entire world's watching me." Uh, he's looking around. Like, is anybody you gotta make gonna? A call, man, you got to make a call, Warren. Press the button, Warren. What would Dick Tracy do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Oh, that's rough. All right, look. How about how about some how about some actual brighter news? Okay, talk to me about it. The movie Bright. Yeah. Netflix original. Yeah. Will Smith. Yes. Have you ever played the uh, video game or the, the tabletop game Shadow Run? No. It's like uh, modern day Dungeons and Dragons, but it takes place in a city. There's uh, orcs and elves and stuff like that. But it's 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 urban. You know, it's modern. It's mm -hmm. contemporary. Mm -hmm. It looks it, the movie looks exactly like that. Is this is this based off of a, of a game? I don't believe it actually is. It's just one of those things where you're like, well, up. Uh, that looks familiar. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to say Shadowrun, y'all were late to the table, I guess, because <laughs> you've been hiding away in, in this weird secret pocket of nerddom for a long time, and you didn't make it to Hollywood before Bright. Yeah. Bright looks dope. Cool. I had know nothing about this, but it looks dope. Now, interesting thing. This is a segue. I don't know if you're going to see it coming. Did you know that Suicide Squad... One um, stop. An Oscar? I don't want to. I don't want to visit that. Do you know who directed Suicide Squad? Yes. Who directed Suicide Squad? David Ayer. Do you know who's directing Bright? Tell me, it's David Ayer. David Ayer. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts? Uh, what are your thoughts on take that? two, baby? Woo! Come on, give me fury in this one. You though, got a second chance. Give me, give me fury in this one. You got a chance. It's Will Smith again, ain't it? Oh, oh. Hmm. I mean, it's kind of like, hmm. It, it, that's what it kind of is for me. It's like, well, okay. I mean, see, I this really looks more like the David, at least the, the tone yeah. looks more like the David Ayer I know. Sure. So we'll have to see what actually happens. Yeah. Well, and it seems the stakes are lower, right? They're not using a franchise that everybody recognizes. Right. So. Only thing we recognize is Will Smith and, that's that's, and the Netflix logo. Will Smith playing, of course. Will Smith. Will Smith. Right. With yeah. a mustache. Yeah. Yep. Do not shoot that green shit at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next thing we got. Logan is certified fresh. How's it, how's this make you feel? I didn't need to know that. No different? 
I'm still going to go see it. Yeah, no different. Yeah. I'm very excited for this one. All right. Tell me about the next thing here. Uh, yo, so The Inhumans, uh, Marvel property coming out to television. First, it's going to be hit theaters in that kind of weird situation. We have never seen this, so we don't know what's about to happen. Never seen anything quite like that. But what we know right now is we're putting this, uh, together some some details about the cast of the show. And the big ones were announced. Black Bolt has been cast, and the guy who's going to be playing Black Bolt is a gentleman by the name Anson Mount. And he, where do we know him from? Hell on Wheels. Yes, I've seen a couple episodes. I have not seen it. I can't say that I really like committed to that show. I know it's Commons in it. Mm. Oh, okay. But I don't even really remember what. Speaking of Suicide Squad, Commons yeah. just showing up places. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm excited. He, I mean, he looks like he fits the bill anyway, his mm-hmm. physique. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also have the announcement that Medusa... Black Bolt's wife yep. will be played by Sarinda Swan. Who is that? I know her only from one thing. Smallville. Okay. She's played I didn't watch Smallville. She played Zatanna in Smallville. Uh, like as in, you know, Clark Kent growing up. Muppet Baby's version of Superman. Uh, and she was good. And I don't know very much else about either of these folks, but they, they look good. And I'm excited about seeing this have traction like the humans is really special to me because they're so weird so this feels similar to when i found out they were going to make guardians of the galaxy and they started casting that and i was like oh oh that's what rocket raccoon looks like hmm. when they make a movie that's yeah. a, a similar kind of way i'm feeling right now i'm interested to see how they're gonna do medusa's hair mm, i don't know yeah that's gonna be wild yeah that's gonna it, i'm i'm sure it'll be just a ton of cg Probably. I mean, I don't know what else they could possibly do. They're not, they, they're not going to be able to put that yakki in there, that weave. Uh, well, I don't, I don't you know think so. You know what I'm saying? So. That, 100, weave that 175 itself. inch, uh, it ain't going to work. It do itself. I mean, like, consider what Medusa can do with her hair. That, but yeah. Anything. Right. right. True. Anything. All right. Moving on. Um, more Batman news. Matt Reeves is back. Matt Reeves is back now. <laughs> so, I mean... I'm like, okay, let's, can we stick to our guns though? Like, are we going to follow through now? Matt Reeves, this guy's, this guy's a good director. Yeah. He's done good stuff. Um, he's what, done, what does he have on his belt? War of the Planet of the Apes, oh. which is coming soon. Yeah. He's got, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. Let Me In, Cloverfield. So this guy's a good director. You know what I mean? If you've seen the Planet of the Apes joint that he did before, mm-hmm. it's got this kind of dark, tone to it that if he brings that to Batman and they give him the freedom to do what he's going to do and I I could see it being a good movie. Yeah. It's just it makes me uncomfortable all of like the fact that this seems so shaky and unstable. You know, I will say I wonder how much of this is par for the course, but we wouldn't normally have this level of transparency into the process. Maybe this is how it goes with every superhero flick ever and we just i mean because if you look at it at the end of the day you've put events together you've put projects out you've done things the amount of back and forth you go through behind closed doors they change shape nobody knows what happens back there they just see the final product yeah and they just see the rollout so yeah because we care so much and we're pressed like like you know like ben affleck said nobody presses me for you know the accountant yeah no one's yeah. pressing me for that no one cares it's like, oh the accountant's coming out oh is this next weekend oh okay let maybe i'll go check it out yeah you know mm-hmm. funny i should mention accountant we got some news here about something else that's going on with warner brothers mm. that's connected to the dc eu this dc extended universe mm. word on the street is warner brothers is developing a nightwing movie 
Okay. Um, yeah. You, Tell don't me say, more. you know what's funny, Adam? You're like, all right. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, but it's inevitable. Whatever. It's inevitable. Because here's the thing at this point in time, when DC announces certain characters are getting movies or TV shows, it's effectively like somebody saying, hey, Tide's going to come in. Like, yeah, all right, probably. But there's no, I don't sense the level of excitement from you. It's, I'm not familiar with Nightwing so much. You but know. I think it's because you don't trust DCEU. I did, that is true. I think that's what it is. That because, is true. Because if someone's like, and you know what's coming out next? Um, I don't know. What's a random, obscure Marvel thing? <laughs> Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Uh-huh. You'd be like, okay. I mean, you, you wouldn't say, okay, you'd be like, oh, okay, all right, cool. I wonder what that, well, who's going to play? But when it comes to this DC stuff, yeah, it's just like, ah, sure. You know, but here's what has me excited. They're saying that the person who's developing the Nightwing standalone joint um, is going to be the Lego Batman director, Chris McKay. That makes me now, excited. Now, that makes me excited because number one, Lego Batman was freaking amazing, mm-hmm. right? And I didn't know this. He um he's also done some work on Robot Chicken. Wait, oh. Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. McKay's done some work on Robot Chicken before. Okay. So it's kind of like, well, that's kind of like funny, good timing stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll see. Um, now it's saying that the Bill Duberk, Dubik, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Uh, whatever this guy's name is writing the script, and he is this guy is best known for um his work on Ben Affleck's. Most recent one of his recent movies called The Accountant, which, which I thought was good. Yeah, and The Accountant, I would agree. The Accountant was, I thought it was better than it deserved to be. I did too. I watched that and I thought I had no expectation. I didn't expect it to be, but you said that it's good because it's Matt. It's I was about to say Matt Damon. It's Ben Affleck <laughs> playing a dude with no personality. Right, right. So it was perfect. It was pitch perfect because they're like, "What is Ben Affleck good at?" Not emoting. Well, he was well, emoting when his get... brother won yesterday. At the well, not the other day on on the Oscars. Yeah, he was kind of just with the you know quivery quivery lip. Yeah, he was glassy eyes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's well, that's you know, he was going for it. Sure, sure. It's good to see the Batman get a little emotional from yeah. time to time. Batfleck. Yeah. Uh yeah, the the accountant was great and I was surprised by the script. I enjoyed it quite a bit. So if it's the same script writer uh from the accountant doing Nightwing, terrific. Connected and with Lego Batman. Terrific. It's like, okay, but again, Warner Brothers, you've shown that you can put people together in a room Mm -hmm. but can you keep them there and that's a really good point that's the question you got these really good people to come be a part of these things but it seems like you have a hard time holding it down i just really can't help but think that warner brothers is moving a little too fast and they're doing a little too much agreed i have i have said this before i'm going on record warner brothers is the dude who shows up to the party and everybody's already been drinking, and they, they, they this dude shows up late and tries to like slam down a hundred drinks Oof. to catch up, and, and it, it just dies. gets. It, <laughs> 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 that was the I'm right. Am I right? Morbid. I'm right because the truth of the matter. Is, exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm like, yo, hey, well, you just showed up. You can show up. Pace yourself. I'm pace. Pace yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm good. And what's with Killer Croc? I'm Why did good. you make him do that? I'm gonna BT the friend that you see BT on the cut. 
What if there's a guy who actually was trying to like pitch you something? Like if you run it, you run into somebody from Warner Brothers. Baby podcast. Oh yeah. Okay. I I really want you guys. Yeah. Voice. Direct like a bad man. Good, great, cool. <laughs> Yo, pull your tongue. Whoever out. that guy Yo. is is like somebody needs to get this guy sober. Yeah. Just sober enough for get him, a glass of water for him to get us the contract so we can sign it. Lay this man down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah With, you said you wanted Adam and I to be in the next Lego Batman to voice act some stuff. This is what well, I heard. I've never said that. I work for Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? Someone call the police. I'll only be on this project as long as Rick Famuyi was on it. Okay. This is my writer. Right. That's like, my writer. They're like, all right, that's enough. No, get these guys out of here. Tried. Uh, all right. We're going to switch it over to something a little bit different. Move away from DC and back to Marvel for a second. Sort of. Uh, mm-hmm. You hear this story about the, the Punisher Kentucky police controversy? Yes, and I thought it was quite interesting. All right, so here's just a really brief context if you have not been keeping up on this one. Eastern Kentucky Police Department uh, had placed decals on their cars that show the Punisher's skull logo. We all know the skull. Mm -hmm. And under it says, Blue Lives Matter. Yeah, see. How about we take a hard pass on that one? Let's think that one through. And what I find interesting, apart from the fact that that is messed up in every possible angle. Tell us why, though. Okay, so. Let's assume nobody understands. Where do I even begin? (laughs) Uh, The Punisher is a lawless vigilante. And this dude is out here trying to do right but he is not doing it by any legal means, right? So the Punisher famously works not under the law, but sometimes against the law because they won't go as far as he thinks they need to go. Right. So this dude is murdering people. Yes. He's just out here murking people yes. because he thinks, you know, cops aren't going to take care of this and other superheroes are going to be too soft. Right. Right. So what is that? Is that season three or two? Season two of Daredevil? Season two of Daredevil. Yeah. That was the whole conversation between Frank and Punisher and Daredevil. Right. You want to fix a problem? Just kill these fools. And Daredevil's like, what? Hold on, fam. No, wait a minute. So the the idea of police doing anything that is promoting a character who is basically just solely focused on killing the bad guy, that is already not good. Uh The fact that they would be celebrating or promoting themselves using a character who famously does not or or ignores the law entirely, Mm -hmm. that is not a good thing. Yeah. I ain't even going to get started on Blue Lives Matter. Well, you got to go there. If you're not going to go there, I'm going to go there. Let me go ahead and take it there. Look. You're not going to represent, okay, first of all, like the police are here to serve and protect, Mm -hmm. not to punish, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, that's number one. And number two, you're not Judge Dredd. You're not Judge Jury and Executioner. You know what I'm saying? You're not the person who's going to take the law beyond the stretches of the law and start murdering people you don't agree with. No. So... And then you put Blue Lives Matter underneath it. Come on, man. Like, you need an art director or something to be able to come in here and tell you the message you're communicating is Blue Lives Matter. If you step out of line, what's the Punisher do? Oh, I thought so. You don't need an art director. You need either a conscious or a black friend. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get a black person in that room. Yeah, to go, guys, I don't know if you want to mm. put Blue Lives Matter. Because I'd be up in the, the I was Punisher. like, hey, let me tell you what. Punisher, he's cool. I'd be a cool character. Like that. Not here. 
That does it. Does, like not here. you don't apply that uh-uh. to this. No, absolutely yeah. not. The absolutely context, not. The, the contextual, um, like suggestive nature of that is not creating the kind of relationship I think you want to have with people of color. So Jerry, if, can Conway, you imagine if you if you're a black person in the inner city and a freaking cop car pulls up with the Punisher logo on it? Dog. You'd be like, whoa, holy shit. Like, like, I don't think I'm going to make it. I'm already scared when I see cops pull up on me. But if it got the Punisher logo on and, it's, and it says Blue Lives Matter, it's like, yo, these dudes are... I, 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 you know what, Adam? Like, honestly, in talking it out loud, I just felt it. Yeah. I, I felt it. Yeah. Like, that would terrify me. Yeah. Punisher logo, cop car, and it says Blue Lives Matter, I might not make it. And you know what's funny? Context is so important. Because if I saw someone where... If, let's say I'm at the DMV. Right. right. A- ain't nobody wants to be at the DMV. Nobody. I'm at the DMV and I see someone wearing a Punisher t-shirt. Mm-hmm. I know immediately. I'm like, this person likes comics, I bet. Yeah. I can talk to this person about comics. Sure. We're going to be here for a while. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just like chop it up and talk about the Punisher. You watch Daredevil. Yeah. Do you read any of the books? Like yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. Now, if I see a police car with the Punisher logo on it, that's not a t-shirt. That's a totally different thing. And that lets you that even makes you think that there's some sort of authority that okayed that. Yeah, exactly. Somebody had to pay from that from that precinct, from yeah. their budget. Right. That means that this organization, this group is in agreement. <sighs> yeah. So Jerry Conway, one of the creators of The Punisher, had a few words on this. And and I really appreciate Jerry Conway actually tweeting up a little bit and, and having a Q&A and conversation with people who have brought this to his attention. Jerry Conway says, quote, this is referring to Frank Castle. He's a complex, morally compromised anti-hero, not to be emulated by cops. Breach. If a cop killed an innocent man and tried to cover it up, Frank might not hesitate to kill him. Come on now. Not someone police should root for. Talk about it. As Castle himself said in my recent <clears throat> Punisher annual story, uh-huh. I'm not a good man. Right. He goes on to say, it says a lot about the problem some cops have knowing what side they're on, that hmm. they would choose a Punisher logo for their cars. Well, and further, in my favorite, Frank Castle would have had a <laughs> field day in Ferguson and not against the protesters. Just saying. Hey, just saying. So sometimes we ask, you know, what, what would Sam Wilson do in mm. terms of Black Lives Matter? Mm. You know, where, where's Cap? Where's where where are my characters in terms of these things that are happening? Yeah, and here's you. You have Jerry Conway, a person who writes Punisher stories. I'm like, let me just tell you what Frank would be doing, right, Ferguson, right. I'm pretty sure he'd be on the other side of the line. <coughs> well, I need you to write that story, player. Who? Yeah, write that story. Yes. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, I read that. All right, moving on to your favorite, Danny Bland. I love, man. I do not <laughs> like. I do not appreciate that nickname, Danny Bland. I don't mind the actor even. I don't even mind the actor. I understand the controversy. I understand a lot happening here. But I just want to say, Finn Jones, I don't mind Finn Jones. I think Finn Jones is corny as, <laughs> as I You don't watch Game of Thrones. That's like the only touch point I have for him. The only touch point I have for him is Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah, it's my point. Well, I'm only, I can only speak on what I'm looking at. <laughs> like, he looks like a cornball to me. Aww. Like... The, this guy, oh, <laughs> he looks corny. Like he doesn't really like strike me as the guy who's Iron Fist. Sure, from reading him, I feel you. from watching him in cartoons, yes, yeah. from you know, he's it, just 
kind of blah. So if Finn Jones is in this situation right now, as we have seen Marvel actors previously, I'm looking at you, Tilda Swinton. Is Tilda in here? Where's Tilda? Yeah, yeah. Tilda's just walk- just left. Oh, okay. Yeah, just left. Use the, uh, what's the name of that ring? <laughs> sling ring? Sling ring. Yeah, just came in. Slang herself up out She's, of here. You in that sling ring? She's slanging. Yeah. All right. Uh, Finn Jones is in this precarious situation in which he's got to speak on behalf of why his character and casting is so controversial. Mm-hmm. And yeah, of course he's got to speak on this. People are asking me you know, up and down, you know, how do you feel about this whole white savior thing? How about the fact that you're playing Danny Rand who goes into Kun Lun and masters martial arts and you become the best there ever was and save all of the Asians. How about the fact that all of that Asian places mystical and you yeah. gotta go in and like defeat their bosses yeah you know what's up and it's you know we've talked about this briefly before we've talked about it extensively before mm-hmm, should mm-hmm. they should marvel have hired an asian american to play danny Rand? Mm-hmm. did they do the right thing right and now you all have, fair questions and and now you have finn jones who's who has to offer his two cents because he's doing the media circuit and people yeah. are gonna say all right where are you at on this right and I want to say two things. One, I just think Marvel messed up, in my opinion. What, why is that? I, I, I wish Marvel would have gotten an Asian person to do uh, Danny Rand. Because I think it would have been interesting for them to take that on head on and to do something original and different. I, I'd have fun if they would shake it up a little bit. I'd appreciate that. And two, I think this is this messed up situation in which Marvel... Seems like it's almost as if they're passing the buck mm. to the person that they hired. You know, like we hired Finn Jones to do this. Finn, Finn, why don't you go ahead and explain? Right. You know. Right. Oh yeah, great question from the crowd about whether or not this is a white savior role. Hey Finn, actor, why don't you go ahead and explain this one? Yeah. And it, so I like part of me is like, come on, this all this is bad. All this is just a bad situation. I don't know how you get out from this alive. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yes. That's it. Um, and that's all I got on that one. And meanwhile, he's got some quotes. I, I mean, want, he, I, got, I want, he got some lengthy quotes. I want to talk about a couple of things that he shared. So this is what he said. Um, quote, you know, here's what I'm going to say about it. I get where the frustration comes from. I get the need for diversity and equality in television and film. Well, actually, in every aspect of life. He says, right now we live in a culture and a world where we are very unequal in politics, in economics, and in culture. We are being fucked over massively by the top dudes. I stand up for people. I stand up for people across all borders. He also says, Danny Rand is not a white savior. Danny Rand can hardly save himself, let alone an entire race of people. He is a very complicated, vulnerable individual. He doesn't just show up like, hey, dudes, I've just learned martial arts. And according to this article, he said it in like the surfer, surfer guy voice. So I just had to put that out there. <laughs> um, uh, he says, actually, it's the complete opposite. He goes through and he goes th- uh, through and suffers immense trauma and he is struggling to claim his own sanity and identity back. Now, my comment on that is, I think you missed the point. Yep. I think you missed the point. Yep. Like you're saying these things, and I don't think you understand the context of what people are talking about when they say white savior. Mm-hmm. What you have just done is you have just explained struggle. Like 
we all don't go through struggle. And again, like this white character is going through some sort of special struggle Mm -hmm. that other people don't go through. And because of his struggle, it disqualifies everyone's point of the whole white savior thing. Yeah. You missed it, fam. There was, there was one right answer for me that was ignored here. That is always ignored in these situations. Mm -hmm. If Finn Jones would have said, in fact, we're going to tackle this subject head on on the show. Right. We're going to, we're going to engage the subject head on and I'm not going to say more. You're you got to watch, watch the, the show. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. And then if you would also back that up by saying, this is an actual problem. I know that mm-hmm. this is a real actual problem. Yeah. It, it's, it's not something that we just keep doing without being, uh, we're aware we, of it and we're trying thoughtful. and we're trying to, to address it in tasteful ways that are, you know, exp- but that's not what you said. That's Basi- not what you said. And that, I'm, I'm led to believe that means you won't approach it in the show, which means I'm like, I, it, it leads me to believe that you, you don't understand mm-hmm. the issue that people are bringing up. The whole issue of white savior things is listen again, the white guy comes in to this environment. He learns their stuff better than they do. He becomes the, like the ultimate. And then they look to him, use him, need him, refer to him to be the savior sure. of the people. It's about cultural appropriation. Cause he becomes the hero. He, right. Like he is one of the, defenders. he is the iron fist. Yeah. It's not a eight. So, and then when you go, but it's, he, he's the hero, but being a hero is really, really hard, though. Yeah. It's like you don't understand. I'm not the white savior because because being on the white saber is really hard. Like, I mean, Danny's really struggling and he's gone through a whole lot. So, like, don't be mean. It's like, fam, you you actually just clarified to me that you don't get it. Yeah. So it's like, you know. And I, and I understand that he may be ignorant in the sense of, oh, I don't recognize. I don't know that I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's a real thing. To, to think you know and to mean well, if I'm assuming positive intent, but still not understand. Yeah. And that statement makes me go, oh, you don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like you get it and you're like, hmm. Yeah. This is a real thing that we're trying to deal with. And, we, and we're, we're open to feedback. To can, and after you watch the show, we I'm open to hear feedback about how we can continue to move forward with it. Yeah. That that's an answer. Same from I, somebody I know, who I gets know. it, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting enough. Continuing with the story because this is our last thing we're going to talk about in the news here. Um, you want to talk about Jessica? Yeah, Jessica Henwick is uh, is going to be playing Colleen Wing. Uh, Colleen Wing, another character in Iron Fist, an, an, an important uh, character. And Colleen Wing is an Asian woman who does martial arts and in a bunch of ways teaches Danny Rand and guides him and becomes his friend and an ally. And Jessica Henwick is an Asian actress yep. portraying the role. Yep. And she had some thoughts on, you know, the basically the stereotype that might be portrayed here. Yeah. And Jessica Henwick says, for me, and when they approached me about Colleen, I was a little bit like, huh. Do I want to play an Asian woman who does martial arts, who is a love interest? Do I want to do those three things? 
because I've always shied away from it. Mm -hmm. But I reached a stage last year where I said, I want to start telling Asian stories. I want a young Asian girl to go, oh my God, that reminds me of my relationship with my mom. And she's still concerned about the stereotype. And apparently she had consulted with Jeff Loeb, the producer of the project. Right. And Jeff Loeb had said, we're going to take this stereotype and we're going to not avoid it. We're going to inspect it. Mm -hmm. Now that's interesting. That is interesting. But you know, you got to take Jeff Loeb at his word and hope that yes, in fact, that's true. Yeah. Because Colleen, or, or uh, uh, because uh, Jessica moves on to say um, that the the dynamic that they're going to explore is what happens when you are addicted to violence. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait, that sounds different. That sounds like a different thing. Like, I don't know if that's inspecting the stereotype so much as it is a totally different thing. What I got from that is Asian. In a movie or a TV show, Kung Fu. Always. So to inspect it, what I'm getting, again, if I'm assuming positive intent, which I try to do, I mm -hmm. don't always succeed, I try to do, is why are you a martial artist in this movie? Yeah. Let's make this matter. Let's make, what's the purpose? What's the reasoning beyond I'm a martial artist because I'm Asian, obviously. <laughs> I mean, because that's, that's the answer. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're an Asian guy. Do you know Kung Fu? It's like, um, because I'm Asian, I know Kung Fu. Oh, don't, don't you, all, don't all you guys know Kung Fu? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Instead of going, oh, well, I do martial arts and I'm Asian and here's why I do it. And mm -hmm. here's the struggle and wrestle with yeah, it. Yeah. I, I, I do if, want them now, to Now I might, that. I might be reading in good intentions into it. And I really do believe, like we've talked about before, I trust Marvel, even though I have my feelings. So there's a point where it's like, well, let's see. Yeah, let's see how this goes. I I want to know how it goes, and I want to put positive intent behind the producers and the cast. I want everyone to be going into this being thoughtful, especially given that so much noise is made by people like us, by fans, by people who are like, I want you to do this well. Yeah, and trust, we're going to watch it. Yeah, so I, I would like for this to turn out positively, but, you know, it's... I don't know. There have been too many times where people just avoid that conversation. Now, the one thing that I've got going for me right now is thinking, you know, Chio Hodari Coker and the success with Luke Cage and taking, yeah. taking uh, uh, Luke Cage and his race and using that as a force behind the show, like actually approaching the show with a theme of black people doing awesome stuff. You know what I mean? Like if Marvel was capable of doing that, I would love to know that they're taking notes from that success and saying, Oh yeah, that works. Being thoughtful works. So, you know, I would like for that to be the case, but I don't know. We're going to see how this stuff winds up March 17th. Right. That is not far, not far at a all. little over two weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's our news. So let's talk about what we're going to do right now. Um, I'm going to call an audible. We're going to see Kong. <laughs> I'm going to call an audible. So Adam and I have been playing around with an idea. So we're going to talk about it a little bit. I'm going to make a suggestion on air that Adam doesn't know that I'm going to do. Oh, wow. This is one of my favorite elements of this show. <laughs> and Adam then, is unprepared. And then we're going to see what happens. He's not unprepared because <laughs> he didn't try. He's unprepared because I literally just made this up just now. So <clears throat> what we want to do is be transparent with you guys. We've been talking about doing one-shot movie reviews for a long time. You know, Lego Batman, 
John Wick Chapter 2, Split, yeah. The Great Wall. Yeah. What else am I talking uh, Logan's coming out this Logan. weekend. Mm-hmm. Kong Skull Island. Mm-hmm. Like all of these movies. Adam, of those movies of Split, John Wick Chapter 2, Lego Batman, The Great Wall, and Get Out. Of those five movies, how many of those have you seen? I've seen Carrie the, uh, Carrie the Three. I've seen Long of it. Two. Two. Yeah. I've seen all of them. Dang. Okay. <laughs> now, have you seen Kong Skull Island? I'm about to, though. But do we literally, are we literally doing a backflip to see it? That is correct. Right. Yes. Do you want to see Logan this weekend? Yes. What are the chances that's going to happen? I mean, I'm going to put that at like a, a, a cool 70%. Right. So yeah. we've kind of come to the conclusion. Movies are hard, y'all. As Kumbuk Junto, <laughs> that it's hard for us both to make it to the movies at a yeah. reasonable amount of time to be able to make a commitment, an ongoing commitment to you, the listeners, that we are going to show up at X period of time with this product. And we don't want to do that. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. So what we've decided to do is to incorporate movie reviews into the show. That's right. So as you know, we have books of the week, and we usually go over one or two books at the end of the ep- every episode, unless there's something different that happens. And a lot of you guys, you know, you're reading the books, you're not reading the books. We tell you spoilers, don't listen to it, but you listen to it anyway, whatever the case may be. That's right. So Adam and I were talking, what, and what did we come up with? Uh, we were thinking about doing uh, a kind of a substitute here, where instead of doing books of the week from time to time... Doing a movie review at the end of the show. Yeah. So you listen to the show and it'd be a normal run. We try to do the news and then maybe a little talk back if we got it. And then instead of books of the week, we talk about, say, get out. Yeah. Or whatever we have seen. Right. Mm -hmm. So here's what I would like to do. This is the audible. Adam and I were going to talk about get out on episode 62. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's fair because you guys don't see it coming. Here's the thing as well. And this this one's important. Mm-hmm. Get out is big. That's a big conversation. Yes, that's a different conversation than man. You know, whatever blockbuster you just go and you tune in. You're right. Like, oh yeah. Okay. Let me just turn off my brain a little right. bit. Get out is a different movie, mm-hmm. and I think it deserves more. Yes. As well as you're right. You know, expectations for you, the listener. Yeah, if we just pop up and like, and we're talking about Get Out now, you're like, whoa, whoa, Blackout Congregation. You know what I mean? Like, help me. Wait a second. Like, Mm -hmm. you just changed everything on me. Mm -hmm. So I think it's fair to say, look, episode 63, next week, we're talking about Get Out. Yeah. So that means you got seven days. Yes. Seven days. Seven days. You got seven days to go see Get Out. Don't you die in those seven days. Listen. Don't you die. See Get You need to see Get Out. See Get Out. Don't read no reviews. No. Don't talk to nobody about it. Avoid spoilers. Don't watch any trailers. Go see it immediately and come ready to talk with us and have a junto about Get Out on episode 63. Mm-hmm. Okay? Also, next week, Man Thing number one comes out. <laughs> So what episodes? <laughs> what episode sixty three looks like? Huh. We're probably going to do news, talk back. We're going to cover Man Thing episode number one, issue number one, and you know, in 
you know, some sort of form. But the real the real second half of the show is going to be a movie review. Yeah. And what we'll do is as time goes on, as Adam sees movies and I see movies, we're going to announce, hey, we're going to talk about this movie. So you guys have an opportunity to do it. But it doesn't put this ridiculous pressure on us to like, that we can't commit to. Yeah. So we really don't, because and that's what we're really trying to do here is be transparent and say, listen, we found that we're trying to do it and it's not working out. So we'd rather tell you Look, we're going to talk about movies as we have the ability to. Yeah. Uh, and look, excellent movies can be spoken on, you know, the day it comes out, the day after, a week later, hopefully longer than that. Yeah. If it's great and get, you know, get out. Yes. Instant classic. Yes. I mean, it feels important. Yes. Feels important. Let's leave it there. Yeah. Let's leave it there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really good. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about two comic books. And we're going to talk about them um, right now. Do a little shot clock action. We're going to do a little like shot clock, 60 second shot clock. We're probably going to go over 60 seconds because if you listen to this podcast long enough, you know, 60 seconds ain't going to happen. But um, (laughs) we're going to talk about two comics and then we're going to um, move on from there. And we're going to come back on episode 63. So let's talk about what books we got. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback on what the new format of the show is going to be. What are your thoughts? At Octavius A. Newman on Twitter. Adam is at Adam Tatteris on Twitter. Comicbookjunto at barefoot.com. Um, you can send your emails there. And you can also tweet at us on Twitter at comicbookjunto. Yeah, we hope you will join us for the movie reviews. Because all we're doing, it's going to be the same style. Yeah. Same quality conversations. You know, same arguments. Uh, we're just going to do it in a different, a different format. That's all. Right. That's it. Yeah, and the and the biggest thing is we wanted to manage your expectations. Yeah, because we didn't want you going. Where's the Great Wall one shot? Like, yeah. where's the great? Where, you know, where's the Lego Batman? Because I'm thinking if I was a listener of this show and I wanted to hear that, I mean, we've even had we've even had you know five star reviews. Thanks for the five stars and the positive comments. Appreciate saying you. I don't listen to the show. I only listen to the movie reviews. Mm-hmm. So to that person, I don't want them just waiting for a movie review that doesn't come. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's the mentality. But in the meantime, it is, of course, like it is every week, Wednesday, new comic book day. Happy Brown Bag Day. Happy Brown Bag Day to you. Happy Brown Bag Day to you, Internet. I'm looking through our pool list right now. And Octavius, I'm wondering, what did you pick up? All right. I've got America, number one. Uh-huh. I've got Batman, number 18. <sighs> Yo. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> I've, that's our, one of our books of the week. I've got Extremity. Number one, another one of the books of the week, which was, and I've got The Walking Dead, 165. Yeah. I'm also looking at America number one. I just want to do a real quick shout out to this book being, I think, pretty important to a lot of people. This is a queer Latina protagonist. Mm -hmm. Get it. Yeah. I mean, great. Good on you, Marvel. Happy for it. Uh, we have Batman number 18. What is this? Part three of I Am Bane? I, I don't know, but it, it that is Ooh, baby. a barn burner is the best way to put that one. I did pick up Extremity number one, and no. I really enjoyed that. No. So we're going to talk about that one yeah. some. Hawkeye number four. Love Hawkeye number four. Paper ha- Girls number 12. Royal City number one from uh, one of my favorites, Jeff Lemire. He's one of the dudes that I think should be writing Man Thing. R.L. Stein. Mm. You heard me. An Unstoppable Wasp, number three. Something I got to point out right now. Every single book, except for Batman number 18, which is an explosion of masculinity. Every single book I picked <laughs> yes. up. Yes, yes, it is. Every every book. You know what? I didn't think about it that way until you put it that Ooh. way. 
It is literally yeah. an atomic bomb. Yes, it is. Of masculinity. Even Selena Kyle has some some words on that yeah. too. But every book I picked up, uh, strong, badass, interesting female protagonist. Oh, every book. Extremity, yo. All right, we're gonna get to it. Mm-hmm. All right, Batman. Number 18. Let's run through this. Yo, so putting the wall up real quick. We're just going to build that wall as fast as possible. We're going to pay for it, okay? Everybody, bear with me. Three, two, one. Spoilers. It's your fault. There it is. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> we're going to pay for it. You don't need to no, pay for it. No, The spoiler wall. It's going to go up. It's going to be great. Big, huge, bigly. Uh, it's building. It's being builded bigly. Billions and bigly billions of billion ball, ballers. And, and yeah, they're paying for the wall. Good, Amazing. Great. Fantastic. I hate you. <laughs> Not you, but you. You know who. It's 45 in this piece. You know what it's hitting for? I got the burner on deck. Okay? Anybody want to come over the wall? You're going to have to deal with me and my me and my peoples. He said those exact things, actually, in the uh, in the, what his his briefing yesterday. I think he said, I got the burner on deck uh, during This his... wall is good wall. I have no problem with wall. Oh, wow. Okay? The, the wall being built, it, it is a good thing. I, uh, my, I don't really care. Because truth of the matter is, I get money... Uh, it's going down in Russia as well. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. I, too, have burner on deck. Okay. Oh, all right. (laughs) Mr. Putin, thank you for joining us. No problem. Comic Book Junto. Um, Episode 63. uh, I I will be back. I, too, have seen Get Out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I am familiar with the Get Out concept. This is what Trump is doing, no? Oh, wow. Is this what movie is about? Uh, No. No, it's a different... It's. I mean, it is racial. Yes. Yes. Get out. You tell them to get out. No. Well, that's what Trump. He told not, me. He t- this is not the Donald Trump story. Yes. Yeah, it's just a different. It's a different get out. Huh. It's a different kind. It's a different. Maybe I've not seen this movie. Yeah. Should I see it? I would like you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just. You know, let me just. Let me just put it there. Uh, as my compatriot says, uh, you know what it's hitting for. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I would like you to leave. <laughs> uh, okay, oh, look, gracious. please compose ourselves. We said we, we're going to try to do a shot clock right now. Octavius, give me give me the Twitter version. What is happening in I Am Bane Part 3? I Am Bane is basically a mirror image. Tom King and this illustrator do such a great job. This is a mirror image of Bane and Batman facing off. So pretty much what goes on is here is like, look, we're about to knuckle. You know what it's you know what it is. Mm-hmm. Do, do get get down and lay down. Mm-hmm. And what we see is Bane and Bruce Wayne, Bane and Batman, how they grew up and how they kind of got to this point. So here's what Bane says. My offer is this. The pirate for the cop, the boy, the tiger, and the cat, do you accept? Batman says no. And in between the actual altercation, we see Bane grow up. We see Batman grow up. We see them talking about their mother. We see them going through their difficulty. We see them training. We see the people who cared for them and took care of them. And what we really see is that Batman had his pain and struggle. Bane had his pain and struggle. Batman did his training. Bane did his training. And they both went through their difficulties, but ultimately it was like a mental torture yeah. that happened in two different environments in two different places. That's right. That's right. And uh, you, you, you can't help but feel how much resentment Bane has toward knowing how Bruce was raised and knowing that they have these parallels. They reflect each other in a bunch of ways, but Bruce Wayne was, was born with a silver spoon, you know? 
And Bane knows it. Yeah. You're a rich boy who's playing dress up. Yeah. And when Batman says no, Bane literally goes ham sandwich. I have not seen like something like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm reading this book and I'm just like, oh my, like I feel it. Like, whoa, this guy is going crazy. And the whole time, Batman, it seems like Batman is just being bested by Bane. Or is he? Yeah. You know, because Batman's doing awful bad in this fight. Yes, and is. as I'm reading it, I'm like, is he doing bad on purpose? Yeah. You know, like, is he kind of like playing, playing hard, playing coy or something like that? Yeah. Were you getting that feeling too? Yeah, I was getting that feeling. I was thinking about the, the way that Batman planned a trap against Bane when they first went to Santa Prisca to take the pirate away. It was very much a similar setup in that Batman looked like he was getting it handed to him. I mean, he was getting it handed to him. That yeah. just happened to be part of the plan. And that's what Batman was under the impression would work, would fool Bane into thinking that Bane was doing well. How do you trick Bane into thinking that he's winning? Let him win. Yeah. Yeah. While other things are happening behind him. Yeah. And Batman set him off by saying no. And Bane is like, do you know who I am? Like, you know what I mean? I'm doing like, that's the movie version. But yeah. like, do you know who I am? And he says, I am not a joke. I am not a riddle. I'm not a bird or a cat or a penguin. I am not a scarecrow or a plant or a puppet. I am not your broken friend. I am not your regretful teacher. I am not a child's fairy tale. I am not a circus act. I am uh, act here to amuse or and frighten you. I am not another one of your madmen howling at the moon, and I am not a rich boy playing dress up. I am Bane. Like yeah. that whole thing he says as he's got Batman over his head, which is an iconic visual. What do you think's about to happen? He's about to break his back over his knee mm -hmm. like he's done in the past. Yeah. But ultimately, what happens is he throws him into a bunch of boxes, which to me was like, oh, Lord, you know, like. I didn't think, you know, Batman ain't going to die. But the way they set it up, you're like, man, is he going to get make it out of this one? And part of the part of the thing going on here is Bane knows he can't kill Batman right now because Batman is the key to getting the pirate back. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's a good point. Yeah, so Bane is an incredibly smart person. He's going to beat the hell out of Batman. He's going to crush Bruce. But he cannot take his life because he knows he came here specifically for the pirate. He came here specifically for the pirate. And uh, as it is, this was a plan that was being hatched. And all the while, where Bane was beating on Batman, Selina Kyle was, she was tidying up. She uh, took all of Bane's henchmen and tied them up and cut them up. Wrote, I am the cat. I mean, like, they, yeah. there's this whole, like... This this whole playful thing kind of going on, right? You think you have the upper hand? I have the upper hand. You you're saying I am Bane, declaring who you are. Well, I am Cat. I am Cat. So you know, Batman is he's smashed up. He is bloodied. And when Bane realizes he's been fooled, he turns to see where Batman has gone, and they are entering into Arkham Asylum. What is going to happen? It's about to go down in there. One of the things that I do want to ask a question about, and I do not even have the answer, is why did it take half of the book, if not more, until we saw that little square in the panels that says day four? Because Tom King had been measuring how many days have been going by. Yeah. Right? When when Bane, it was going to take this many days to survive Bane, and then everything would be all right. So why was it this one placed so far into the book. Maybe the clock struck midnight. Interesting. Hmm. 
Might be. We'll find out. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. It made those initial moments. They just happen fast. They're just happening now, right? Immediately before anything else happens, Bane is already making demands. My offer is this. The pirate for the cop, the boy, the tiger, and the cat. My offer is this. Oh. The pirate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Tom King is... It is an explosive. Amazing. It is. This is a testosterone bomb, and it's it's good. It's very good. Now let's get into the extremity because mm-hmm. extremity was the book of the week for me. This was awesome. This was special. Go buy extremity, read extremity, get ready for a ride. Again, spoilers because this was really good. What is it that you like so much about this book? I mean, just like the the characters that I've introduced to, they're not all the same. They seem torn. They seem hurt. They seem broken. They seem like they're wrestling with their honor and revenge. Yeah. And, you know, like it's, it's, it's like, it, it's a lot of relatable stuff and there's vicious action too. Yes. Like war battle scenes, but space sci-fi stuff too. And it's just like this primal aspect to it. But at the same time, there's this like futuristic technology aspect to it as well. And they got me excited and bought into the world. And I, I still don't even know what's going on or why it's happening. It's very high octane. This is coming to us. This is a brand new number one coming to us uh, from Daniel Warren Johnson. I want to point out Daniel Warren Johnson is the creator, writer, and artist. Mike Spicer is the colorist and boy, are they pretty colors are real nice in this book. And this one is, this hops right on into it. Uh, we initially meet, I think her name is Thea and, or Tia And she was an artist for her village, her tribe, her people for a long time. That was her skill. And then a bunch of people come in and destroy her, her kingdom, her tribe, kill her mom, uh, kill her sister. And they look like people of color. They, uh, yeah, yeah. Almost look Native American. Although, although in fairness, I think when we find out who these people are later, you know, they're taking, they're taking it out on a big fat white dude. And he was apparently part of it. You know, he was the guy who's playing the violin that whole time. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know what's going on here, but they, you know, different feuding gangs, warring and, and, factions. And the cool thing is, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Right. Like, I have to read the next book to figure it out. So uh, they they come down and they raise this village and they cut Thea's hand off, and Thea can no longer be an artist. Now, here's what's in like that. That was the dope thing. Like, she was the best illustrator, best artist out of the whole city, of the whole tribe, the whole community. Well, how did they know to cut her arm off? We don't know yet. Don't know that. This is like the opening scenes of a movie where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in, you know? Yeah. So Thea's father comes in and and the father, Jerome, Abba Jerome, is like the leader of their their crew. And Thea's brother, Rolo, is part of it. Rolo seems like I... He would be the next, I guess, in line to be the leader. Yeah, it seems like the the throne or like the, the... the clan, tribal leader, whatever the case may be. And the father has an aspect of like, look, if you're going to be the leader, this is how you do it. Yeah. And it also seems like Abba, what's his name? Jerome. Abba Jerome. It seems like he done been through it. They killed his, his wife mm-hmm. and he's ready for war. And it seems like he's broken and hurt. And he's like, look, you need to get ready for this world out here. Mm-hmm. You're going to take the, the, the throne. But what's interesting is, <clears throat> and Adam, you know why, I think you'll pick up why I'm saying this. It seems like his daughter is more apt to take the throne. That's right. 
than his son, even though right. Abba Jerome wants his son to take the throne. But it seems like the person who's available, who's there, who's being made available and is his, is his daughter. I get a really strong Game of Thrones vibe from this. I, I, I know I, I know that show that much. I know that, but I, I remember some of the first episodes with the Stark clan, the Stark family, mm-hmm. and the way that Ned Stark was showing his sons, like this is what a man does. This is what the Starks do. I was getting this really strong Game of Thrones world building vibe um, throughout the course of this. This is uh, uh, Jerome and Thea and Rolo and their people taking revenge yeah they they get this giant ramming ship and you know thea is on this kind of like space she's like cutting the lights yeah this she's is on like speeder. space speeder motorcycle-ish kind of thing and she cuts the lights off she's badass man and this she, is a book she and she's amazing yo she goes hard and and you know she she protects her brother lops a dude's head off but she reacts to it I mean, she throws up. She barfs. She's like, I'm not in, in, in. But the thing is, that doesn't. That's what I mean. Like these character building of like, I was this artist. I'm upset now that I can't draw anymore. You know, but I have to be strong, even though it still hurts me. It's yeah. like there's a lot. There's a lot of layers that are being built into that. Yeah. Um, this book is interesting to me because if you've listened to our show before, you know I've said this. Sometimes I have a hard time with gore and guts, people getting their limbs chopped off and all that. It's just generally not my thing. I, I'm not, I don't celebrate carnage quite like that. Do you peep How? the Akira scene? Yeah, that Akira, the, the speeder, like yeah. uh, uh, Kaneda on yeah. his motorcycle. Yeah. Um, however, in this book, every, every ounce, every gallon of blood, every chop and slice and hack feels... Well, frankly, if you feel it, yes, you know, and it, it's in there, like, we're not going to shy away from what's happening here. This is war. This is death. People are being maimed. People are being hurt. People are being killed. And this felt purposeful. And man, it is wild. Yeah. Like the blood in this is a character. It's covering uh, the, some of the characters. I mean, it's, it's spilled all over the ground. It's... It's something. And and still, even as we see Thea get her revenge, she still doesn't seem fulfilled. Yeah. And that that is something that I thought was really interesting, very poignant, because she's got a brother says, you know, what what did it feel like? Because what happens is when they catch the guy who seems like led the attack on their people, the whole idea is Abba, what's his name Jerome. again? Abba Jerome is talking to his son Rolo. He's like, look cut this dude's hands off yeah. you see what he did to his you see what he did to your sister eye for an eye you see what he hand. did did to your your mother and you know he's like dad i can't do it i can't do it and you see disappointment in his father's face and then thea comes up and you know not only does she chop his arms off she does it in a very like tough you know like tough like rugged raw way you mm-hmm. know she's like you were playing this violin when you cut my hands off when you cut my hand off you know and wow yeah. it's so bloody but to even do that when Rolo talks to him and she's sitting there drawing again struggling to do so she looks really sad and he says how did it feel cutting off his hands do you feel better and you just see Thea look and it ends yeah I, I'm just like I'm bought in can I have this every two weeks I am bought in 
I'm very, very interested. There's a map in the back of the rising plains. So we're getting a, just a peek. Again, a little kind of like, like Game of Thrones, like Lord of the Rings, where they show you Black some Panther. extra stuff. Black Panther. And like, look, this is the world. We will travel the world. One of my favorite books recently that came from Marvel that did something like this was Weird World. Jason Aaron did a really, really short run on Weird World. And at the end of Weird World, he would show the map. This is Weird World. This is where we spent this issue. We're going to go somewhere next. And I, I love that. They just caught me. So, yeah, I hope this one doesn't take too long yeah. to come out for the second issue because I am feeling this. Absolutely. I am feeling this. So, internet, homework for next week. Epis- not homework. Next week, <laughs> this is what's going to go oh, you're going to get graded. Oh, you go. Uh, we're going to be talking about Man Thing, number one. We're going to be talking about Get Out. <laughs> go see Get Out. Yeah. Get ready for episode 63. Tell them where to find you on the internet. You find me on Twitter at Adam Tetris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S-S, Adam Jughead Tetris. There it is. That's right. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all using the same thing, at Octavius A. Newman, O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S-A-N-E-W-M-A-N, Comic Book Junto, at Comic Book Junto on Twitter as well, and on Instagram. You can send us emails, comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. Leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. Follow us on SoundCloud. Leave us your messages and your comments there as you're listening to the episode. Um, make sure that you refer this to someone else as well, please. And we thank you so much for everybody who purchases stuff from our TeePublic store. That's tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash comicbookjunto. And we love y'all. Mm. We appreciate you guys rolling with us for 63 episodes. I mean, 62 episodes. Uh, We we appreciate all of you listening. We love you. Octavius, I appreciate you doing the show. Appreciate you as well. Let's go see Kong. All right. Mm. So we're going to go see Kong. And of course, we'll wait to talk about that until after you guys have seen it. That's right. All right. So we love y'all. Until next time. Peace. (laughs) 